Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Sin's Chat Corner. I know it's been some time since I have had my last episode because once again there's been new and exciting things happening with my career. I've been doing an extensive amount of work with a celebrity fitness trainer who we'll be talking about again today. And I've also been working on my own reality television dating show. And I've also been doing marketing and PR. So unfortunately, I just um, am finally getting a chance to get back on track. And so hopefully we can get a whole bunch of shows done this next couple of weeks and kind of get a test market, see how you guys like the new format. Today, I get the absolute extreme pleasure of being able to interview Aviva Drescher of the Real Housewives of New York. From what I can tell, she's truly becoming one of my favorites on the show, as she's got such a spirit to her um, and a sense of class with which I think she carries herself. I obviously don't know her personally, but everything I've seen on the show kind of leads me to believe that uh, her and Heather have some very strong personalities. So I'm very curious to find out her take on that. Uh, in addition, she has done a tremendous amount of philanthropic work while raised family, so definitely my hat certainly goes off to her. Um, as a single mom, I have a hard enough time. I can only imagine how she does all of that. Um, I want to make mention of the fact to not forget to let everybody know um, if you can go ahead and tune in this coming Friday at uh, 12 o'clock Central Time. We're going to be interviewing Heather Thompson, who is also one of the Real Housewives of New York. So please tune in to go ahead and listen to that interview. Just to let everybody know, once again, obviously at any given point in time, if you can't listen to the live episode, I always go ahead and I repost on Blog Talk Radio. So at any point in time, you can listen to any archived episode that I've ever done. Uh, Otherwise, if you have any problems or you have any questions or comments, you can certainly leave me a message on my Blog Talk Radio page. I'm also, again, on Twitter. My handle, you can follow me, is at SANDB111. I also have a Facebook page for the name of our show, which is also Sin's Chat Corner, so you can feel free to leave me any comments, questions, concerns, or any suggestions you may have to have someone on the show that I may not have thought of or have not interviewed as of yet. Now, before I begin with the few hot topics we have today, before we get to talking to Aviva, let's take care of some business. Um, I, of course, always like to throw out some shameless free plugs for my friends in the corporate world and also in just the music world and the artist world, as many of you may or may not know who they are. Um, First of all, I know that we've interviewed Taryn on the show before, but I wanted to kind of spotlight some of the work she's done and kind of make you aware once again of who she is. Taryn Dieterle is the owner of Bulldog Fitness LLC, which is actually located in Middletown, New Jersey. She's previously, as I mentioned, been on the show before, but I thought we should probably highlight just some of her services once again. Now, obviously, first and foremost, she is a celebrity trainer. Um, I know that she works specifically with Melissa Gorga, who's obviously the Real Housewives of New Jersey. In addition, she's obviously adding celebrity clientele to her list, along with non-celebrities. Um, she is obviously a proficient in services such as personal training, Zumba, yoga, kickboxing, and her most recent asset, which is live trading which means, yes, you too may receive training sessions from the same lady that's actually training Melissa, and basically more or less along the same lines. Obviously, every client is uh, detailed specific as to what they need, but certainly she can go ahead and work with you. She works with any budget, any kind of time limit. She's available to you 24-7. And all of this can be done within the comfort of your own home without having to pay an exorbitant fee for training. And as I said, she's available to you 24-7. 
If you do happen to have any questions, you can either contact me directly again, obviously on one of my social mediums. Otherwise, you can feel free to look her up on Facebook, which is Bulldog Fitness LLC, and you can go ahead and contact her directly if you have any questions or uh, concerns or anything she may help you with. Secondly, um, I wanted to alert everyone. Um, Obviously, I'm a Milwaukee native, and if you live in Milwaukee, you know that today is the big start of our 11-day music festival, which is Summerfest. So my sister, Annie B., and the Vagabond Company is going to be playing, actually, this coming Sunday, July 1st, at 2 o'clock at the Briggs & Stratton stage. As I said, again, the name is Annie B. and the Vagabond Company. Um, you can come and you can hear a great, she has a great number of original songs that they've done, um, along with a few new ones that I know she's created. Um, she's just one of those acts that you just need to find time for. In addition to which, of course, if you're from Milwaukee, you know that Eddie Butts will be down there, along with Hot Sauce, Southbound, some of the great talents that we have in the city. Great opportunity to go down and listen to some music. Also, my very dear friend Tracy Hanneman, who happens to be the lead singer of the Eddie Butts Band, will actually be doing a, a solo performance tonight at the Packing House. Packing House is actually located, I believe, directly across from the airport. She's going to be singing this evening from 6 to 10, and her vocals are just, not only are they amazing, but she's just quite so soulful. And finally, on the musical front, uh, just to add another musician friend of mine, who, who is actually the uh, former guitar player of the band October Soul, any of you are familiar with that. His name is Scott Walters, and he's actually now began playing with a new uh, project. It's actually a new band. It's formulated called Project 313. They actually just had their debut performance this last weekend, I believe, at the Milwaukee Ale House. Um, if you are interested in getting any information on Scott, you can certainly look him up on Facebook. His name is Scott Walters, or certainly you can go ahead, send me an email, or send me some information on yourself, and I can get you two linked and in contact with each other. Finally, um, I wanted to spotlight just a new business that I came across, actually, uh, while I was in New Jersey. There's an individual who actually owns, um, it's called D&D Basement Waterproofing. I recently had the opportunity to meet in person with the owner, and I just have to tell you, he is quite knowledgeable in his craft. He has a heightened level of professionalism, as well as his uh, work is reasonable in price. Um, Certainly, if you have any questions or concerns or comments, or if you need any work done, you can feel free to get in contact with me, and I can get you connected with that individual as well. Now, um, we have a few moments here where we can get into some of our hot topics today. Um, There's a couple different things I wanted to touch base with. First of all, um, as most of you know, uh, I realize that my audience stems from very different parts of the world, all different countries, all different states. But I do believe that the majority of the states around continue to have the typical open drive-in movie theaters. Obviously, most of you remember that when you were just a teenager and you were going out and having a good time with your friends, packing up in the car. I did the same thing, obviously. Um, These were, and actually they remain some of my favorite things to do. We actually used to sneak in a bunch of our friends when we were young, along with a bunch of other various treats. Sometimes they were legal, sometimes not legal, as it relates to our age, of course. And what we just loved every second of it. I mean, some of us, if we were lucky, not me, of course, uh, were able to get that occasional little makeout session. You remember those in the chairs at the drive-in, unlike now, where I'm lucky to get that happen, even if I fall over. Um, obviously, I'm a mother now, so my children obviously have the benefit of getting to see a little dancing hot dog and all the old black and white commercials that they throw on at the drive-in, and they absolutely love it as much as mom does. 
Um, we had last attended, I believe it was the Men in Black 3 movie that had just come out. Um, there's a place called the Highway 18 Theater in Jefferson County. Uh, it's got this ideal setup. They've got swings, and then they've got the teeter-totters, all the different playground equipment. And then they have, like, an area where there's a restaurant and a bar. Um, we actually went there with my brother for the evening. And, of course, I'm going to be the first one to admit to you that I'm certainly no angel. And as most of you have been listening long enough, you know that. Um, I tend to pack my own food and drink for the kids, of course, because, you know, things have just gotten so expensive. So we went and we got our usual third-row spot, went out to play until the movie started. Um, This drive-in in in particular has what I would call the theater Nazis, um, whose main job is basically just to patrol the parking lot looking to bust people, obviously, seeing if you've got food or soda or whatever, alcohol, obviously. Um, I purposely waited, and this is the funny part, to, you know, see what was going to happen because I saw the little theater Nazi walking around, checking everybody's cars out. And then, of course, I hear this little crack of a soda open when my brother does this. Immediately... The theater, the theater Nazi, excuse me, comes running over. He reaches over our vehicle and he finds a little orange bag. So he immediately offers us these two ultimatums. He says, "Either you leave the drive-in immediately with this food, or else I'm going to give the, all of my food and take it as a donation for the city." Okay, fine. I understand the fact that I'm busted. If you absolutely have to take it, whatever have you. The problem that I have with this is that everything that I brought was already in open bags. So I obviously already knew that this food could not be donated once it was opened. I mean, they purposely just wanted to confiscate it, knowing full well that I've, of course, A, I'm now forced to purchase their food, and then, of course, they obviously see that there's two tiny little boys sitting next to me. These kids are already hungry, of course, and it's not like I brought an entire grocery bag full of stuff there either. I mean, I understand that they want to get business from me, but, I mean, why do you have to take it from the kids when I know you're just going to go ahead and dump the food anyways? So basically it's of no use to you. You're just pushing the issue for no reason. Um, so I'm kind of curious. I'm throwing it out to the audience. Um, share your thoughts with me as far as, I mean, do you think I have a right to be angry? I certainly got upset. I mean, this is just wasted food now. My family can't have it. No one can take it as a donation. You're basically giving me a hard time because you can. And unfortunately, as another side note, I ended up buying popcorn at the movie theater. And then coincidentally, on the drive home, my seven-year-old son is sitting in the back seat, and he's all doubled up in pain for three quarters of our drive home. He's sitting here complaining about how much pain he is with his stomach. So then I'm more exacerbated about the fact that, you know, if we just would have let him have a little snack instead of eating this nasty buttered popcorn at the drive-in, we wouldn't have this problem. So needless to say, just as a heads-up for you Milwaukee folks, if you're looking for a good drive-in to go in, I can certainly recommend it's called the Kino Drive-In Theater, which is actually located um, in Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. It's on Sheridan Road. Absolutely perfect place. It's got an old-time type movie theater feel to it. Prices are reasonable. Movies are current. So I guess I can't say enough about that, obviously. So our second heated conversation that we're going to have today, this one is a very heated topic in today's society, as I found out. And when I personally read um, the story on this, I just felt compelled to just have to talk about it on air. Um, It was about a few weeks ago. I had read just a couple different articles, and they were citing about there were two different Baptist preachers that had been making some offensive remarks as it relates to gays and lesbians in present time in today's society. Actually, I think one was from North Carolina, and forgive me, I can't recall where the other one was located. Um, The first preacher just basically flat out said that gays should be executed by the government 
but that he didn't believe, of course, that the government was ever going to be in a position to do so or would ever choose to do so. The secondary preacher that they were talking about was abundantly more harsh with his town. He basically had stated the following scenario, which is basically you take all of the gays and the lesbians that are in the world, you build yourself a very giant electrified fence, so therefore, A, if they try to get out, certainly they're going to get zapped, and apparently zapped to the point of death. Um, they literally would have food dropped down on them, which is basically not only humiliating, but just the whole sense of degradation. And in addition to which, they certainly, if you keep them in this scenario long enough, no one will be able to be reproducing anyone, and hence, in essence, you'd be able to get rid of them altogether. Now, this approach to me just sounds frighteningly similar to that of the same attitude of Hitler, if you will. I mean, I'm certainly not naive to think that each and every person in this world is going to be comfortable with any form of an LGBT relationship. I understand that, and I hear it, and I see it in today's society all the time. Nor do I think there is a welcoming attitude everywhere as it relates to the topic of gay marriage. But I have certainly always believed and believed very strongly that whether you love two boys or whether you love two girls, it's still considered to be true love, which is equally shared between partners, and that's whether you're gay, straight, or otherwise. Sexuality cannot define love, but is rather just one element of it. Because we live in this society where various forms of hatred are allowed, individuals just feel that they can say or do or behave any ways that they choose. First off, it's just shameful that a proposed man of God, and that's whatever religion that you're in, would ever convey the ideas of physical punishment or even suggesting the idea of death due to a person's sexual preference. I mean, I believe he, you know, everybody believes in some form of a higher being, whether you believe in God or you don't. But I personally believe that God is a God of love and is to all of his people. And that means whether, you know, you're homosexual, heterosexual, whatever you believe or don't believe. I mean, it is just horrid to me and in my mindset to just conjure up the idea to force gays and lesbians into basically what we would call a quote-unquote concentration camp so that they are actually stripped of their dignity, their pride, they're treated disrespectfully. All of this just because, and this is completely out of their control, they were born into this life and that this is their calling, this is their choosing, and that's how it is. These thoughts, especially ones coming from any form of a preacher of any religion, are just immoral and just irreprehensible. As I understand it, based on the little research that I did, apparently I'm born and raised Catholic. Now, in a Catholic church, you can certainly ask someone to review that this priest be removed from a church if they've done something inappropriate. In the Baptist church, they basically don't have a level of accountability. So therefore, there's really no one that can call them out or actually have them removed or change them from their position within a particular parish, if you call it a parish, I should say. I mean, to me, I just marvel at how a preacher can use a choice of sexuality or, you know, not even really a choice. As I said, you were born this way as a grounds for punishment. Now, if we look, typically... Back in the day, even, you know, a couple of years ago to present time, in the Catholic Church especially, you're looking at just hundreds of churches that continue to keep their priests and their clergy on, some of them cognizant, some of them not, knowing full well at some point that these clergy are molesting individuals in the parish, 
which is, again, completely irrehensible. But then we have repercussions to remove them. Whereas, as I said, in the Baptist community, apparently these people can go off and shoot their mouths off, say what they want, talk about how they feel, infer that people should die because of a personal choice. I think it is time that we all realize here in the world that God has created all things, whether they are animals or otherwise, and hence he clearly must have created gays and lesbians as well. Obviously, he's the be-all and end-all of everything, so therefore they are a creation from God just like anyone else is. Therefore, they deserve the same respect, they deserve the same appreciation, they deserve the same rights, and they deserve to be talked to in a manner that does not infer concentration camps or non-reproduction or ways of ridding them from human society. It just It's just disrespectful, inappropriate, irrehensible. I, I just, I cannot say enough about how offended that I am personally by the fact that these preachers are out talking about this. I mean, I've even heard people go so far as to speak about the creation of AIDS is basically being God's means to rid of the gays in the world. Again, if we look at the situation clearly, I could say, okay, there's other things in the world. We have cancer. We have diabetes. We have MS, leukemia, lupus. We have a million different diseases out there besides AIDS. So if we look at this clearly and rationally, one could say to themselves, does that mean that God created all of these diseases for the sole purpose of ridding of any individuals that he doesn't care for, love in this world? Um, the same rules apply, people. Gay, not gay, whatever have you. I think the problem with today's society is everyone gets so caught up with the hate factor that they stop, they don't ever stop, I should say, to look at these people, stop billing them and saying, we're going to be accepting of one another. We all live in the same place. We all die in the same place. And that is how it is. I mean, this is just asinine, mean-spirited, and completely inaccurate. I mean, I have one view as it relates to my own personal life, which is what I try to share with other individuals, which is you need to love and live and don't judge what you cannot understand. I mean, certainly I am not a gay individual. I cannot understand what it is like to live that lifestyle or to be persecuted or to be bullied or to be told that I belong somewhere like a concentration camp. It's just morally wrong on so many levels. Um, I've been told, according to some of the media research, that apparently some individuals are going to try their very best to get them removed or to continue to protest. I'm hoping that somewhere along the line there is some justice that's served in this regard because certainly I just can't see where we'll live in a world continuously where we end up having another Hitler situation and ending up with another, obviously, World War III on our hands. So again, I probably went way longer than I should have on that subject, but anybody who listens to my show knows that I have a passion, an undoubtedly large passion for things that are completely immoral in the society. And certainly any criticism of gays, lesbians, lifestyles, anything that infers any form of hatred, cruelty, or death to any form of any lifestyle is certainly, I would hope, making not just myself inflamed and passionate about it. So certainly, uh, as I always say, my phone lines are open. You can certainly contact me at any time, even after the show. You can. I have a live chat window that is certainly open if anybody wants to make any comments as far as to am I right, am I wrong, am I too passionate. 
Um, let me know what your thoughts and feelings are. I'd be interested to see if there's other people out there in society that are thinking, you know, Cindy, you're you're crazy as a loon and uh, gay people should be this, that, and the other thing, or the other side of the fence where people are actually saying, you know, you're absolutely right. There's no room for hatred as it relates to any individuals in this world. So as I said, certainly, phone lines are open. I'm always open to listen to your suggestions, certainly. Now, shortly, we should be having Aviva Drescher join us. Um, kind of wanted to give you just a heads up on her in case some of you really aren't um, quite versed as far as to who she is. She's obviously that beautiful, blonde, lovely lady that we've been watching on um, one of the new, besides Heather, of course, new Real Housewives of New York um, ladies. She's obviously a very intelligent lady. She's gone to school. She's completed her master's degree. She's obviously been raising four children, which if you watch the show, you clearly know that she's been taking care of them and you've seen them. You've obviously met her darling husband, who we've seen on air a couple of times. You've obviously seen that Aviva's got some fears that we're kind of curious to find out about. Um, and she's also involved with a number of, as I mentioned, different philanthropic episodes or, excuse me, organizations, rather, um, that she does a number of uh, good things for that she's involved in. I'm going to be asking her pretty much, we've got some show questions, we've got some questions about some things that are very personal to herself, we've got some questions about her as a person, we're going to get into her charities a little bit, we're going to talk about uh, her diet, so I believe, without further ado, she is calling in. Good afternoon, Aviva. Hi, hi. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing very well. We were just talking about how excited we are to have you on the show because you are quite the pistol young lady. <laughs> you are definitely a pistol girl. I cannot believe I'm so, so excited that, to have you on the show today. I can't tell that you. Is, that is so funny. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, not Thank a you. problem at all. Not tell, at me all how to, tell, me how, tell me how this works. Okay. So you're live on air right now. We're on Blog Talk Radio. So you're okay. broadcasting live to basically the 50 states, to all the countries. We're live awesome. right now. And awesome. then after after we go through the whole interview, I'm going to blast you all over Blog Talk Radio again so that everybody who's not listening right now, who's at work or otherwise, will listen to you later. Okay, and then great. we put it on YouTube so then it has national exposure. So everybody oh. sees it on there as well. This is great. I have more of an opportunity to expose my craziness. I cannot yes, wait. That's okay. Exactly right. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm so excited because I have you first, and then I'm doing Heather on Friday. So I'm kind oh, of curious great. to see how the interviews are going to go and your take on things. And we've got just a bunch of things that I'm excited to cover with you. Very, very excited. Oh, terrific. Um, terrific. I'm going to start with the most obvious thing, which is um, I'd like you to kind of provide for us the background as to how you became affiliated with Bravo, and then ultimately with the Real Housewives. Okay. Uh, a dear friend of mine came to me who is also very close with Bethany Frankel. He's okay. a, a, he's in the PR business, and he begged me to have Bravo interview me. I said, no way, no how. Ultimately, long story short, I was offered a contract, and I was torn between doing it and not doing it. Both decisions were treacherous. Not doing really? the show. I Yes, yes. Not Why doing is that? the show. Um, I felt like not doing the show uh, would be turning down a tremendous opportunity uh, to to raise awareness for amputees, and and also it would be a tremendous experience to have the front row to a phenomenal show that's right now at the top of of pop culture. And doing the show uh, would put my family at risk and my reputation and would for sure turn me into a cartoon character. Right. Um, 
ultimately I chose to become a cartoon character in exchange for helping large amounts of people cope with their physical limitations and their um and being amputees. Okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. I can see where that would be a struggle for you certainly. Definitely. Yes, it was yeah. And do you feel now, I mean, so far that you've made the right decision? Do you feel confident it was the right thing to do? It's a great question, and so far I would say so good. Uh, Absolutely. I feel like it's been a tremendous uh, personal experience as far as seeing how the entire show works, and I'm getting tremendous feedback from people who are physically challenged, who are amputees, and who now are also uh, riddled with anxiety like I am, who are thanking me for coming out of the closet, so to speak, and, and Mm -hmm. and who can relate um, and who I'm also inspiring. So um, it's great. It's it's Wonderful. it's really been um, it's really been rewarding. Great, that is. It's wonderful. Um, now I know this is probably not going to surprise you. I'm sure you've heard this before because I've heard from the fans and the reviewers that they've been indicating that you are the quote unquote real star of the Housewives <sighs> of New York this season. They have. Now, do you think you would agree with the said statement? I mean. Yes, no, maybe. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I I I have no I don't even know what in the reality world. I don't really know what that means because like a star to me is like somebody who's just gone and made a movie for like 10 million dollars. Sure. So, I don't I don't know what that means, but I would say in, in my world of reality television, that must mean that I am completely off my rocker. No, if actually, I'm the I biggest can tell star, you I, that must that must mean I that I'm tell like you. The, the Looney Tunes. That, <laughs> no, I, mean, I can tell you. I'll tell you. When we, like the people that watch your franchise, and I watch them all, and I've interviewed some of them, uh, the real star meaning this. I mean, all of you are different in your own right. You have your own individual personalities, what you do for a living. When we look and we say the real star, we look at the first couple episodes that go along, and we we kind of watch the people. They have a sense of class to them. They have a sense of how they do things. They have a sense of how they relate with the other girls. And there's, you know, you're all distinctive. And when they say the real star meaning, you're kind of the one that's kind of standing out, setting the pace for things and you're the one we're watching to see what you're going to say what you're going to do how you're going to act does that make sense oh wow i does thank you thank you for explaining (laughs) i wish i had known you before i did the show we could have gone through this whole thing together exactly Um, you know and it's 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 that's how it is i mean you know we always look as the fans we look to the women that we want to look to as role models people that really like if i went out to lunch or dinner with you tomorrow you'd be the same aviva as you are right now on air and that you would be in person that's what we yeah. look for, relatability. We want to oh. be able to know that. And sometimes it's tough, I'll be honest with you. I mean, mm-hmm. we can't relate to Ramona all the time. We can't relate right. to, um, you know, sometimes with Bethany. Sometimes at some point all of us are going to say, we just don't believe that. That's not true or da-da-da-da-da. But we want right. to be able to click with you on some level. And you're, right. very, you're very real. You're very real about everything right. you say, how you act, right. and how you carry yourself. Oh, that's very kind. You believe that I'm actually missing my leg. You don't think I made that up? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Certainly not. It's kind of like it's enamoring to the audience, I think, because you're courageous enough to be like, yep, it's right here. People look at it. I'm not hiding it. I'm talking about it. It's here. It's real. Not everyone in in that business, per se, is going to be willing to go that far in a limb. They're just not. Right. You know, it just doesn't happen. So. Right. Definitely, right. you're the star right now. So own it. Oh, there you go. The, I, oh, that's I, that's so kind. I, I guess well, the leg I couldn't really hide. 
Um, <laughs> that's kind of a tough one to hide from everybody. Of course. Um, of course. You know, I have come out on something that I probably didn't have to come out of the closet on, which is um, my fears and, and phobias of yes. of things like flying and elevators. And that I could have probably hidden, but I felt like I bet there are a lot of people out there who are who have similar fears and are so embarrassed by them, which I actually really am. I think it's mm-hmm. very embarrassing. But I was like, you know what? Just own it and just be honest about it. And you know, right. what exactly. do you, you know? You're already doing a reality show, so what worse can happen? Exactly. That is exactly you know? right. In fact, and we're going to get into that as well. Um, sure. Sure. Curious. I'm very curious, and actually I know some of the audiences probably as well. Um, we're wondering now: Did you have actual friendships with all the girls prior to starting, like the taping? Did you know them? I I knew Luann. I had met her five years ago, and my husband and I had had uh, two dinners with her and her her then husband Alex. Right. Um, and I had met Sonia once uh, when I was married to my ex husband Harry. Um, okay. Yes, at a at a birthday luncheon. Okay. But That's apart from that, I did not know the rest of the girls. Okay. Now, even more curiously, of course, we have to ask now. Are the relationships parallel to what we actually, as a viewer, see on a weekly basis? So, I mean, what we're looking at is this, how authentic are the relationships that we're watching? Yes, I think that you're, I think that what you see is what you get. Um, I, 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 I think that what you see is what you get, yes, and it's, it's, you know, we're all, the new girls especially right now, we're all getting to know the players and we're all getting to know each other, so, you know, I wouldn't react now the way I reacted then because I know the players now better mm-hmm. and I know what makes them them tick some of them sure. uh, yeah. and my tolerance is less uh, in okay. the beginning my tolerance was very high um, because I didn't know them very well and I was just you know sort of getting my feelers out but uh, yes I you know right now I think you're seeing me sort of kind of always in between people's arguments and um, that's really how I felt I felt sort of in between you know I was trying to gather the facts and figure it out and trying to express opinions. And I and I think that the viewers want me to say, you know, Heather, you are wrong not to invite Ramona right. to London right. or Ramona, you are mean, you shouldn't be invited. But I really didn't know at the time what to make of this. Okay. Um, it was so weird. Okay. No, that makes sense, yes. though. I understand that. And yes. we, were, we wonder that sometimes when we're looking because I'm like, I've looked at some of the fights like over the years and I'm like, Wow, this is really over the top, you know. I mean, it can get pretty crazy. Um, I know. So I, yeah, no, yeah. I think no, it's it's yeah, I mean, you know, no, it's it's real. Ramona really is like that, you know, in real life. Okay. She really does get very dramatic. Okay. Um, you gotcha. know, yeah, and my my friendship with Carol was was very real, is very real. Sure. Um, sure. you know, at you know, it, it yes, it's real. Okay. It's real. Gotcha. Now, I'm curious here, um, if you could expand a bit on now how this experience as far as the, the Real Housewives experience is, you know, meaning does the media exposure become a little too invasive to your family to a degree? Has it had a negative toll at all as far as that aspect of your life? Uh, not not at all. Um, oh. it's, it's, yeah, people, I think that people uh, think that you wake up in the morning and there's a camera in your face following you around all day long, and it's not, it's not like that with this show. Um, with this reality show, the you know the the the, the production assistants they, they they call you and they they ask you what you're doing this week and what you would like to film and would you be able to to go to this party with these women and the the filming times are generally they average about two hours. 
Okay. And um, so it really, it really was not ominous at all. Um, oh, okay. Or overbearing. I mean, the hours and the amount of filming I thought was a lot, but okay. it's not two four seven at all, except right. when you go on the trips. Right. When you go on the trips, it's it is it is all day long. Um, okay. With a little break, you're like you basically you start at ten a.m. and the mic you get the mic once you have a microphone on you, I call it jail. <laughs> okay, sure, I hear what, you. I get it. Yeah, you know, once you have the microphone on, you know that you know you're 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 on, and everything that you say is going to be heard by at least a million people potentially. Sure. And sure. so um, when you're on the trips, the mic goes on at ten. And in our case, like at St. Bart's, where it has a very it has a very active night nightlife, right. it, the mic didn't come off sometimes till one in the morning, and we had about a one hour break during the day. I gotcha. Um, okay. So that was very hard. That's that that's pretty that's pretty tough. Gotcha. Um, yes. Okay. Yes. That's that's. But what we normally thinking. in New York, it's 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 very civilized. Gotcha. Okay. Good deal. Now yes. I just found out something about you because I didn't know this, and I bet a lot of your audience members don't know this either. Is that um, oh. your cousin is Fran Drescher? Y- yes, by marriage. My my husband's first cousin is Fran Drescher. Yes. I gotcha. Yes. Now I'm just kind of curious because you know she's kind of not been on the scene too much lately, so we're just kind of wondering. Is she okay? Is she going to be doing anything? Are we going to be seeing her? Oh, well, like actually, her. she has this she has this uh, new fabulous show on TV Land that just ended okay. its its second season called Happily okay. Divorced, gotcha. and it's hilarious. It's, it's okay. hilarious. Um, yeah, and she's always doing tremendous work with her uh, charities, Cancer Schmancer, and now a new one is Trash Cancer, and uh, Trash Cancer is about getting rid of the 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 chemicals and carcinogens in your life to prevent cancer before it even starts. Got it. And I'm a, I'm a I'm a big backer of her of her two charities. That's wonderful. Oh my goodness yeah. gracious! Look at that. Now listen to that, people. Anything you want to support, you just heard it. Another wonderful charity coming about, which we always like to hear about. Certainly. Yeah. Now we come to the less pleasant part here. Um, yeah. Obviously, to the individuals who are viewers, we all know clearly about your accident because you've been very candid about that which we do appreciate i kind of i'm very curious as to the sort of both not just physical but just are there mental challenges as well that you have that arose from Mm -hmm. this injury that you live with right well the physical challenges have been minimal um but actually for me you know uh, the mental challenges have actually been harder than the physical challenges because oh. my mortality was challenged at such a young age and I was mm-hmm. trapped in a machine for a couple right. of hours. Um, I have a lot of fears, um, I guess, in my subconscious that it's going to happen again. And for whatever reason, I'm afraid of elevators to very high floors and I don't particularly like flying by myself. Sure. Um you know, without a good friend or or a relative or my husband, um, you know, things. I'm trying to think of what else is on on that list. Um, I I don't know. Those are the two the two things that come to mind, and they are directly related to my accident where I was stuck in a machine at six years old. And um, I would say, you know, to be honest, losing my leg was easy compared to living with anxiety. Wow. And yes, yes. So that's amazing. It's, um, it's and I'm, and I'm, it's something that I'm working on. It's it's actually one of the reasons I also did the show was because I knew that I would be put into uncomfortable situations that sure. would make me feel anxious. And I felt that 
knowing that I had to show up for these things would force me to stretch the muscles and, and get over it. And the more you do, the more the fears go away. It's sort of, you know, like, like you know, if you're afraid of snakes and you go into a pit full of snakes, you're ultimately going to be desensitized. So it was really funny how the first several scenes filming were in elevators to rooftops. Ah, uh, yes, know? I recall. I do, I recall that, and I remember you and saying the things you were saying. Yes, and, you know, the, this was not in my control. These were places chosen by other women, uh, right. and they were more than what you're seeing. And it was like, you know, the production loved these places that were chosen by the women because they were beautiful, they were scenic, and they were pretty. And I didn't have the ability to say, you know what, I really don't want to go to the rooftop because right. it takes a lot to get the filming set and to get it all in order, and I really didn't have any right to do that. In my real life, I can tell my girlfriend who says, let's go meet at the rooftop of, of, of Place X, you know what, I really would rather go on street level. Right, I hear so you. So it right. forced me to do things that I would avoid, which ultimately was very empowering for me. Okay, gotcha. Yes. Now, let's say, for instance, that we have individuals in the same situation, uh, well, not identical, of course, yes. if they were listening to you right now, is there one thing you would say to them that could be inspiring or maybe something you could give them that they could latch onto, some form of hope that maybe would as help them? As far as the fear or as far as physical challenges or both? I think both, really. Right. Uh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer it in two parts. I would say in, in terms of having any physical challenges, um, just do your personal best. And your personal best, the race is with yourself, and your personal best is really, really great and good enough. And um, the more challenges you have, actually the more interesting I think you are. Um, and I bet you have more to say at a cocktail party than most other people. <laughs> yes. Um, and in terms of anxiety, I would say, and I don't always practice this, but I would say look fear in the face and do it afraid. Do it anyway and do it afraid. And every time you do something that you're afraid of doing, you're that much ahead of the game and you're that much uh, pushing the anxiety away. Right, certainly. You know? Very well so. said. Very nice. Goodness gracious. Oh. <sighs> now, sure. I know that you had you mentioned this earlier, and, of course, I had known this, obviously, that people have been reaching out to you, um, you know, in reference to this subject. I'm curious, as you yourself, do you find that you're – you find yourself to be inspiring and educating to them, and do you think you're doing some real good with these individuals? Oh, uh, with amputees? Yes. With, oh, 100%. Um, wearing a prosthetic leg for me has, has come very easily because it happened at a very young age, right. and I, I am not in favor of a pity party. I'm a big advocate of let's let's move on and let's get on with it and let's make the best of this. Sure. And, um you know, especially with with young women, you know, it's very hard to be a teenage girl with two legs and two arms and two boobs. Uh, throw in a missing limb or an ugly scar or you know any physical challenge, and it's really hard to navigate to navigate through high school. And so I feel like I can really empower women to know that you know that even though you may have a physical limitation or a challenge or you may be an amputee, you can do whatever you want and you can grow up and you can you can find happiness in whatever makes you happy. Um, and, and I hope to be that inspiration. For example, when I was young, I did not know that I would be able to ever get married and have children. I didn't think anybody would, would, would like me, love me, or want to be intimate with me because of my missing leg. And I wasn't sure if I'd be able to get up in the middle of the night and put on my prosthesis quick enough to go and pay, take a baby out of a care, out of its crib. 
and here I am, married twice, with four children, right. you know, doing a reality show, <laughs> running around like a crazy right. person around New York City. Yes. So, you know, I think that that will that vision will help young young women and children um, know that they can do that too, or whatever it is that they want to do. You know, maybe some, someone doesn't want to go and have children and get married, but they can do whatever they want to do. Definitely. Well, certainly. Now, more interesting facts about Aviva. Just when I thought I didn't know enough, it's uh, <laughs> I, uh, apparently you work out five days a week and you do weight training. Yeah. Now, I'm wondering, do you find that kind of regimen to be physically tolling for you at times? No, no. It gives me it gives me much more energy and, and it helps. It helps everything. It helps me physically, emotionally, mentally. I lo- I love it. Um, I work out on the stairmaster. As much as I can, and, and you know, for half an hour intervals, and I do some weight training called TRX with these bands, and uh, with my I do it, I try and do it with my husband, and I love it. I, I feel energized, I feel good about myself, and um, you know, I'm, I'm over forty, so I got to keep the I got to keep everything lifted up here. <laughs> no, I understand exactly. Did you have um? When did you have this big spark for the fitness thing, or were you always like that, where you're just all, doing all, all this? always. I was really? always yes, yes. And even in high school I was uh captain of my volleyball team and wow. I was always always into being physically active. I think it's very important. Um certainly not only for your if you want to look good, but I think it's really important for your health. I think it's important to prevent disease. Well, definitely. Definitely. Yes. Which Brings yeah. us to our. Uh, I couldn't believe when I read this because you're talking to a woman who usually drinks Mountain Dew and excessive amount of coffee, who eats her junk food, and then I find out this darling yes. woman on the phone here has an yes. organic and pesticide-free diet. Yes. Now, I yes. Now, let me tell I, you, I know <laughs> nothing about this. I'm sure everybody listening is like, "What? Huh? What is this? What?" Um, can you give us some kind of knowledge? I mean, basically, what are the types of things fall under that category that you utilize? Let's say. Well, um, I, for example, I all my fruits and vegetables are organic because okay. I I believe that the pesticides that are put on our fruits and vegetables are carcinogens, okay. and um, and are full of really bad chemicals. Uh, I do eat meat, which okay. is you know which really really hardcore health buffs are probably against, but I eat meat that is grass fed. So therefore, okay. the meat is not filled with hormones and antibiotics and other chemicals. Same with chicken, organic. And um, I just I I don't drink soda or diet soda. I think I think a spart time in diet soda is very very bad for you. I don't eat much dairy. I think that dairy is not good for you. And I try to eat green juices from the health food store. And I try to load up on a lot of fruits and vegetables. And I, I take some supplements that I really believe in: uh, fish oil, a multivitamin. Um, uh, magnesium, I think, is very, very important, and a couple of others. I'll spare you, but I, I do also believe, along with Mayor Bloomberg, that uh, if sugar was invented today, I think it would be banned. And the amount of sugar that is in sodas is so awful for you. You know, you might as well go have, you know, a couple of pieces of cake um, for the amount of sugar that's in in a soda. Um, oh so I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit boring when it comes to food. Yes, I can see that. My goodness. Now, um, as far as it relates to your husband and your children now, are they along the same lines as far as the diet goes, or is that more of a you thing? Uh, My husband is on the same page with me. Okay. And uh, my children, I pretty much give them the same diet, but I'm much more flexible because they're children. Right. Um, You know, and I I, I also believe it has to do with age. Like, 
your cells are turning over in a much more efficient way when you're a child, whereas right. when you get older, you know, things are not are not are not as as functional as when you're younger. So I think the children can um the children can withstand the junk a little bit more. With that right. being said, it, every it's pretty awful for them. They're they're eating whole wheat pasta when they're eating pasta. They're eating quinoa instead of rice. Oh goodness! Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. My poor kids. They're having like buckwheat pancakes. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! I know. But, but are they, they like totally hating it, or are they like, okay, mom, we'll deal with it? No, they're pretty. They're pretty good. I mean, you know, but it also it also has to do. It's a per child situation. So I have two children who are very, very difficult eaters. And mm-hmm. so I sometimes I just have to I have to get the calories in. So okay. you know, so you know, my one of my children only eats like three foods. So, you know, and a lot of it is dairy, so that's that. But I give him organic like he loves macaroni, I give him organic macaroni and cheese as opposed to just craft macaroni and cheese. Gotcha. Uh, you know. Gotcha. But most most sure. yeah, when I when they're the same thing, when they're getting fruits and vegetables that are organic, their meat and chicken is organic and grass fed, there's no soda, no juice. Um, in the house, but of course we have normal cake for birthdays, and of course they go out and have popcorn and different movies. Although <laughs> Thank I really God. Eat popcorn, but yes, no, no, you have to be exposed to it, otherwise you'll get sick from it. <laughs> oh, definitely. No, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, I now, beg my kids be... when they go to a birthday party to please drink Seven Up instead of Coke because Coke has all the dyes in it. It's kind of crazy. See, this is why you're calling me the star because I'm the craziest. <laughs> I told you, this is not no, good. No, no, Actually, you're probably the healthiest person that I've talked to in quite some time besides a fitness trainer because I'm like, oh, my gosh, listen to this. I would go insane. Oh. Remember, everyone, no one goes to Viva's house for dinner or lunch because unless you're going to be on that diet, it's going to be kind of scary, you know. I mean, but if wow. you invite me to your house, I'll eat whatever served, uh, and, okay. and I'll be happy. Okay. <laughs> that's good to hear, at least. You can fluctuate a little bit, so that's 100%. definitely a good thing. Yes. 100%. No, i got to be honest with you. I know that there yes. are just a plethora of women out there, including myself, that yes. would gladly attest that your husband appears to be this very loving, genuine, very, very sweet man. And yes. he's very, very good to you. Yes. Now, I'm curious um, if yes. you could share with us um, how you, not only how you met him, but, of course, how do you continue to sustain such a healthy marriage? Oh, that's a great question. Well, we met, we were both uh, separated from our, our other spouses, and okay. we were at Bed Bath & Beyond, and oh. our children, we were strangers, and our children were playing together in the aisle. They were then one and two years old, respectively. And okay. he came over to me as they were playing and said, oh, it's tough being a new single dad. And I said, oh, I'm a single mom. And <laughs> the rest is the rest is history. We We merged the oh. two, and we had two more. And I think that um, I think that for a family, um, for a family to thrive, it's very important actually at the top for the husband and wife to be very, very strong. Right. And in order, I think that's more, I think that's really important for the children to be happy. And so you know, keeping keeping it strong, we spend a lot of time together. We're best friends, and we actually like to be together. We love being together. And um, and we we nurture the relationship, and we we keep our you know we keep our intimate life active. We're very affectionate with each other. We have the same hobbies, which is really our children and and our work. Um, we sure. don't, you know, and our and our close friends and family. And um, he has a really funny saying, which I'm going to share with you. Okay. Um, he says that when he's 
intimate with his wife, he actually thinks about her. <laughs> oh, how cute is that? Which I think is really cute. Oh, my God. Now the yeah, single so girls on the other line here are like, oh, my God, where are people like this? Because they don't exist. To us single girls know, he's, don't he's, exist. He's, you know, but it did take me time. I mean, I had boyfriends. I was engaged sure. once before my first husband. I had a, you know, it sure. takes, it's not easy. I would, I would say to everybody out there listening, look for a man who has moral fiber. Yeah. You know, who, the, the looks, the, all, all the bells and whistles really go down the drain. Um, they really, you don't look at a person like that. You look at, you look at their insides and their moral fiber. And Reed has terrific moral fiber. And make sure before you get married that they treat you like a 12, because after you get married, it's going to go down a couple of notches. So if you end right. up at a 9, you're okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How lovely is that? Oh, my gosh. Now, if only your husband had, like, 14 brothers so this way, then oh. all of us would be like, oh, yeah, we're right here. We've been waiting. Oh, I know. I'm so lucky. But there are yeah, other good are. men out there. I know it. I know Actually, it. Actually, and that's funny. I just left New Jersey. I was relatively close to you. I was there on business for the last four days, and it wasn't until the right. very last day of the trip I met a very nice fellow, actually, and then I had to come home. So it was oh. like funny how that works out. Is the Jersey boys are a little bit different, and even the the housewives scenario as compared to the people wise and everything. Jersey is a little oh. bit different. New York, I, I would I would probably prefer New York to New Jersey. Now that I've been to Jersey for the first time, it's a lovely place. You mean place. living or or the men? Well, I think that the men that I that I found there are <laughs> they're very. Uh, What's the word for it? In New it's Jersey? Yeah, in New Jersey. Well, they're probably like kind of, I don't know, kind of, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, I don't want to say, I don't know, maybe rough? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was part of it. They, they have that rough exterior and they're also very, right. they're all very toned and very big and very muscular and uh, it just, it was very interesting yeah. to take this trip, you know, but it was like, yeah, and I met a really nice guy the last day and now here I am back in Wisconsin talking to you, <laughs> which is oh. not a bad thing at all. It's absolutely, oh. absolutely wonderful. It happens. I hope you're not you know. heartbroken. No, I'm not. He's, um, I can't believe we're talking about this right now. He's, uh, <laughs> he's a business owner and he's, he's just, Darling, so we'll see. Oh. I'm I'm going to play hard to get. So I hope he's not listening oh, to this. <laughs> I'm a big believer in that. That's very I am. important. I'm going to play hard to get. We'll we'll see how it goes because, like I said, well, hopefully he's not listening. <laughs> yeah, when if he is, well, I guess I'm going to oh, blame well. it on Aviva. She brought it up. There you go. Yeah, oh, yeah. Thank so you. Anyway, I'm setting Definitely. you up with other guys, so he's going to have to give it, make a big run. There you go. Him. He's got to kick it you into gear. There you go, Dan. Afterwards, you heard it. Phone. There you go. We're going to have a phone. He has competition. Now, if you can stand this, I'm going to kind of like uh, just drool over you a little bit more here and just say in case some oh. of the audience members don't know this, we have a woman on the phone who is not only courageous, I find her to be beautiful, I find her to be just overwhelmingly absorbent. You just radiate life, I have to say that about mm-hmm. you. And then to go further, you. you obviously I know that you um, – are very a very very intelligent woman. She's got her master's oh, in French literature. She's obviously an individual who is able to maintain a very healthy relationship with her marriage while raising four children. As you mentioned, being on the show, obviously she were involved with the cancer schmancer movement. I know that. She's on the advisory committee for uh, Live for Life, and of course the national spokesperson for One Step Ahead Foundation. I'm kind of curious to ask you. Um, mm overall in general with all the organizations, uh, was there something in particular for the others, I should say, that sparked your participation and advocacy for these? I mean, was there certain um, reasons? Yes, well, of course, One Step Ahead is, is for amputees, so we understand right. why I'm doing that one. Right, um, certainly. Yeah, Live for Life is for melanoma. 
And okay. my very dear friend started that organization, and she had stage uh, 3 melanoma. She's in remission now. And that, alongside with the fact that my husband is also um, a mel- he, he had a bout with melanoma. Not not okay. as serious, but he, we have to, he's got to go get checkups every, every eight weeks on his entire okay. body. Um, that's why I, I got involved with that. And cancer schmancer and uh, trash cancer, um we're we're very passionate around here about the fact that cancer is is not is not being cured um you know uh, chemotherapy is witchcraft and uh cancer needs to be cured prevented and it's a wretched 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 disease and uh we'd like to help fran uh in her fight to beat it and you know fran drescher is a cancer survivor and um you know it's something that i i just think is horrific and and the treatment of cancer is horrific so whatever we can do to help raise awareness and money for that cause we're in okay definitely yeah. and i know yeah. obviously i didn't know much about um the organization for live for life obviously or really many of these until i'd actually taken a look um in case all of right. you don't know aviva has her website which is www.avivadresser dot com, which obviously details your work and parts of you and obviously your organizations that you work with. Do you foresee yourself potentially working with other uh, organizations down the road, perhaps? Um, you know, it's it's definitely a possibility. Um, I, I, I try not to spread myself too thin. Sure. As far as putting a lot of time and effort into into things, I feel like when you have like ten charities on your plate, you can't really give that much to each one. It's sort of like it's sort of like my children. If I had any more children, they wouldn't have a mother. Right. Um, so, I mean, I, I can see myself absolutely participating, but to the extent that I do now with these three, maybe not so much. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I just, I don't know. With the four children and the three charities and my one-on-one work, you know, and and now, you know, being a participant on the Real Hospice of New York, I, I'm not sure how much I can, I can really give my time to and I, I like to give 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, but Definitely. putting my, you know, of course going to events and supporting events is is right. is, is part of my my daily life. Certainly. Definitely. Yes. No. Yeah. Of course my big question and I think we're all curious to find out is okay, so does she have future endeavors? Does she have products she's working on? Anything exciting right. we could have directly that we could I get? I know. I isn't that, you know the only thing that I'm selling right now is how fabulous it is to have one leg, and uh-huh. I I don't have I don't have anything on the shelf. Um, I don't I you know it's it's I don't I don't have anything, you know I don't if, if I don't have anything to sell. You know it's not like I've been sitting around during you know it's not really my my thing right now so i'm not right now the housewife with the infomercial you won't be seeing right. me you know um right. if if there was something that i i be, i believed in or or you know i would i would be happy to do something and have the proceeds you know go to my to go to my foundations that i'm that i'm backing but um right now there's nothing i wish i you know i, I there's nothing Nothing that I'm selling. There's no HSN appearances. You won't gotcha. see me talking no about anything coming on out show. or any no. organic food line or anything like that, huh? No, no. 
I'm surprised. No, I, I'm really almost, surprised. I almost feel like a fool. <laughs> oh, stop. Not at all, actually. You know, I think of some of us as the viewers and fans and admirers of you, we think to ourselves, sometimes connecting with you is good. Like, you know, if we know that you're going to be a live appearance somewhere or if we know that a product that you have or you condone or say, you know, well, right. I'm on board for this, is something that we can connect with in some way. Like the Twitter thing, of course, as you know. Because yeah. nowadays that's a huge social medium, Facebook, etc. We just, yeah. you know, people want more exposure to some extent. Hopefully not as stockish like some people. But, right. You know they want to they want to kind of get more into that if they can. You right. know, and you, well, you know, I am on, I am on I am definitely I am on Twitter and right. I make it a point um while I while I still, you know, have manageable amount of followers, I make it a point to try and respond to every single person that's that sure. speaks to me directly. And um I I love connecting with people. I think it's a I think it's a wonderful, amazing opportunity for for the universe to feel connected like this. Um wow. and I love it. I absolutely love it. I love hearing the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, I have no issues with people saying, you know what, you really, you know what, I really, you, you, you know, you're really talking about your anxiety too much. I'm like, okay, thanks for telling me. I'll, I'll, I'll shut the f up. You know? Right. Exactly. So, exactly. um, yeah, oh I'm, I'm out there. I'm, I'm there. I'll catch you. I'm, there. No, I'm, just, not, I'm really. just not selling anything. No, but I'll let you, you know, know. What you are because you're not selling anything, and you're being who you are, and everyone is saying you're the real star. That speaks for itself right there. It definitely does. And it's not to take away from the other girls. We certainly like the other girls. Certainly I haven't um, met all of them personally, but it's just, you know, you get a sense of that. And, you know, when someone speaks to you like that and says, you know, this is what we think of her, then definitely mm-hmm. you know you're doing something right, and we appreciate all that honesty and, and all oh, that Oh, well, stuff. thank you for saying that. Yeah. Thank you. It's thank you. But, you know, every, everybody true. is. I mean, thank you. And I, I, I really, I'm not just saying this, but I really believe that everybody is absolutely, and whether you're on a show or not on a show, everyone is right. a star in their own right. Every single person, definitely. definitely. You know, and and you know, I mean, I, I, um, I would, you know, I, 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 you know, I love all my castmates. Ultimately, um, you know, we're all in this boat together. Definitely. You know, and, and whatever differences we have or we may have, I'm sure we'll work through. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, because I know I can't ask you about what's to come because we have to wait to watch the show, obviously. Know. But, you know, I'm, we all kind of gather that at some given point in time, it, it seems to be the course of things that you get to a point where you just have manageability between all of you, even though you, despite the bickering or despite the drama that goes on, eventually there's yes. going to come to that point, certainly, yes. definitely. Now, yes. this has been a very good interview, but I have a yeah. surprise for you. So I'm going to ask okay. us to put you on hold real quickly, and I'm going to tell our okay. audience about it, and then I'll come back to you. So just hold okay. on for me, please. Thank you. Okay, sure. Okay, Viva, you're still there? Yes. Okay, and I don't have you on hold. I guess I can't do that. Okay, um, here's what I want to tell you, and I want to tell the audience real quickly because we're just about to wrap up. Um, okay. What I have decided, which you don't know uh, or you may or may not know about me personally, is is that I've been a published author for about 20 years now. And so I do PR, I do management, I do my radio show, um, and I'm going to be into doing a reality show if we can get it work together. But oh, okay. the one, my one true passion is my writing. And what I would like to do, if it's okay with yeah. you, and to tell all of our audience members, is I'm going to do a campaign for the next week where I have particular specialized pieces I've written. And for everything that I sell, um, I'm willing to contribute 40% of my earnings for the next week to any one of the organizations that you support. Oh, that is so generous! Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I definitely much. think that is I, wonderful. I, I, I think oh, you've made my month. 
<laughs> I think we can oh. all step up, actually. And um, Aviva, I should oh, tell you, because you. the show is going to end shortly, I think we should probably um, chat about this, actually, off air. Um, okay, okay. If, if it's Terrific. all possible. I'm having a hard time. I'm just having a hard time putting you on hold here. Um, oh, that's okay. Um, that's okay. Uh, I'm you... so, I am so excited. Thank you so Definitely. much. That's wonderful. Definitely. Um, that is wonderful. I, Thank you. I, I think we'll get the logistics worked out when we go off of air. Uh, folks, I will go ahead and I will post it on my Facebook page, my Blog Talk Radio page, and I will tweet it as well, and I'll do a blog about it, and we'll get it started within the next day or two. And you and I, Viva, are hopefully going to be able to have a conversation here um, in the next five, ten seconds here about that. I want to oh, thank wonderful. Aviva Drescher for coming on the show. I want to thank everybody for listening to my show. And, of course, again, it will be up on Blog Talk Radio and YouTube probably this afternoon. Um, now, Aviva? Yes. Okay, I still got you here. Okay, we are officially finished with the show. So I thought oh, that we could... Oh, thank you. That was great. You're that. terrific. Do you oh, want me to send you, so you send me all the info? 